Blog Talk Radio. Quarters. Security condition three. GQ. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry's Salon, my fabulous swingers, listeners, subscribers, guests, everybody. You just you just make life so good. Uh, thank you again to everybody that keeps subscribing. Um, once again, the numbers are even better this week. Uh, listeners, subscribers, and guests. And thanks to you listening and sharing with your friends and subscribing. You help me get great guests like I have and having, and like I've got coming up, and like I have tonight, and uh, and good sponsors too. Make it so fabulous. Hey, you know, tonight, tonight is a guest that's been on before, and believe me, he's one of our favorites. You know, it's also almost time for my Halloween special, and this one is going to be even better. Uh, some people tell me that they like the Halloween specials because if they're having a party or getting ready for a party or just having a Halloween dinner before they go out, they can always just uh, put on the show, replay it, and then when they do, they've got a, a, a soundtrack. So every year is good. Every year I'm very, very fortunate to have great guests on, and this year it's going to be even better. Um, even better. So, let me let's see. I think that my guest is almost, almost, almost here. Uh, let me look out the door. Let me check with my doorman. He's got to be. He's got to be there somewhere. Somewhere. Ah, uh, okay, okay. All right. Just, just go ahead and and. Uh, let let him come through, please. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. All right, folks. <laughs> and as you know, my guest tonight, and I know many people have been waiting for this, have been waiting for this so long, is an author. And I call him a horror author, but he writes in several different genres, including children's. He, this guy is, um, there's no end to the way he will entertain you, what he will give of himself to entertain. He's got horror stories, children's stories, stand-up comedy, 
speaker, actor, videos, and uh, he's got two new projects he's bringing in tonight to tell us about. So please, welcome. And I want you to make him feel welcome, even to the pit of his twisted little lovable heart, Jasper Bark. Welcome back to Madame Perry's Salon. It's a real pleasure to be here, Madame Perry. And thank you so much for having me on. It, and uh, your doorman was really kind, actually, because he's, he's loosened all the straps on my straitjacket, which was, I thought, most thoughtful of him. Yeah, well... Don't get too comfortable <laughs> when you hear that saw going around the chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, so you're but not going to remove the face mask then. <laughs> oh, Jasper, you just so funny. You just. But anyway, with, um, you're coming back tonight, and everybody's excited, and I'm excited. Then you've got two, uh, like last time, you have not one, but two new projects, uh, maybe more in, the, in between our last email and now. That's, I have a, yes, I quite know. a few things to talk about. Yeah, so let's get cracking. And by the way, folks, if you want to, oh, let me go over a couple of things, uh, Jasper, if you don't mind. While you're settling in and rubbing your wrist there, okay, is, uh, folks, remember, too, uh, you know, David Fishoff, uh, the guy that created uh, Ringo Starr's All-Star Band and Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, they had a Judas Priest Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp in September. I forget what's coming up in October, but remember, when you sign up, say, Madam Perry sent you, and David will give you a guitar worth $700 when you get there. That's a pretty cool gift um let's see recently who have we had on yes wow that is a good gift yeah i know well he wrote he uh he was on the show back in august david fishoff was Mm -hmm. i knew he was a sports and uh um yeah uh sports and entertainment agent and he created several tv shows but i did not realize until i talked to him or just before i talked to him that he came up with the idea of the Ringo Star All-Star Band and then had somebody make it into a, do a commercial on it, an audio commercial, so he could sell it to Ringo like that. Like, See how good this sounds? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people play, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen, I guess they, I'm sure they come to to uh, to London. Uh, mm-hmm. They usually have people like, you know, uh, Greg Bisonette on drums, Todd Rundgren, my favorite on guitar, uh, Buck Darmo, oh, all kinds wow. of people. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good. Uh, it's great, in fact. So, yeah, he very kindly said, tell people that they just mentioned Madam Perry. There you go. So, well, I, um, I find mentioning your name opens a lot of doors for me. Sometimes in the wrong places. Sometimes those are, those are uh, police headquarter doors. But Jasper, 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 stick with me. You'll go places. And I'm not talking about women's prison like last time I told you that, okay? <laughs> They still well, talk about you. I made some good friends. <laughs> I learned to dance socks and everything. <laughs> oh, well, let's keep the rest of that for my book, okay? So we won't tell Fair everything yet. <laughs> okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just when we go to a rat killing in uh, South Georgia or something, okay? Now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I, I never know where to begin with you, and you always get me so so giddy. Uh, you are, and, and let me go back over 
because some people, if anybody is new to you, I don't know how, um, just know that, yes, you are a multiple award-winning author and comic writer. You've written for everyone in the U.K. from 2000 A.D., The Games Workshop, Titan Comics, Marvel Panini, through to Viz, and even the Beano. Uh, your cult classics include Way of the Barefoot Zombie and The Final Cut. Oh, and... Uh, uh, and the and your best-selling children's book, The Inventions of Leonardo da Vinci, uh, won the award-winning educational graphic. Uh, and, oh, and you also had the award-winning educational graphic novel series, Battle Cries. That's uh, right. Your comics have won an Ashcan Award and Educational Readers Award. Your books have won a This Is Horror Award, Predators and Editors Award. And you know, I've told you, I've always been, ever since I first met you, I've always been surprised at sometimes places I can go and just somebody I'm talking about who mentioned Jasper Bark and people who don't even sound like they're paying attention to you will perk up Jasper Bark, you know, and start leading off a, a, a list of what you've done. And uh, I wonder sometimes if you know how far your reach is. Um, I, no, you don't really. If I'm honest, um, I, I think one of the wonderful um, things about being a family man is your family keep you very much, your feet very much on the ground. They're very not impressed um, by any of the things that you do <coughs> in, in the slightest. And um, uh, I, I, when I was a film and music journalist, when I was a stand-up, um, I got to meet some of the most famous people on the face of the planet. Um, while my kids were growing up, um, every ten minutes on the television, I'd possibly go, oh, I've met him. And my, my kids would just roll their eyes. Oh, God, Dad, who haven't you met? Yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so that kind of keeps you fit. And just before I'm doing this radio interview, I've actually run out of my kitchen um, Having been channeling my inner Martha Stewart, I, I, I must say um, for the for the viewers um, stateside that um, uh, it's currently like twelve midnight here. It's it's uh, it's the witching hour, and I, rather than stirring a cauldron, I have actually been preparing um, Moroccan couscous, uh, Mediterranean roast yeah. vegetables, and fried halloumi for their packed lunches tomorrow morning for us, for my wife and my and my children. Um, <clears throat> that's what a glamorous life I lead. That's what else I obviously picked up um, in, in women's prison with Martha. But um, yes, gone, gone are the days when my children will be satisfied with, with um, a nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich with all the crusts cut off. No, no, these days they want something far more elaborate. <coughs> so there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, you keep in between penning dreadful you know, tales. I was going to say, in between Penny yes. Dreadful Tales, I, I, am, I am whipping up culinary masterpieces and cleaning down the hob of my cooker. Well, you know, it's always the uh, witching hour in Madame Perry Salon, no matter what time it is. This is very, very so, um, I love hearing about it. I don't know what that, what that had to do with this, but, yeah, I can dig it. Let's, tell me about, you've got a couple of new things, and the first one I want to talk to you about, because I love what I've seen, of the, mm-hmm. the the illustrations is Parasassin. Parasassin. Parasassin began life uh, as um, uh, a syndicated um, regular weekly strip in um, Aces Weekly, and Aces Weekly is the online brainchild uh, of an amazingly talented, legendary artist called David Lloyd. And David Lloyd is one of the people who is responsible, along with the writer Alan Moore 
for inventing V for Vendetta. And David came up with the little Guy Fawkes mask that you see on the faces um, of practically every um, uh, person on any march anywhere across the world these days, um, whether it be hackers or whether it be um, members of um, uh, Reclaim the Streets or whether it be um, uh, members of the Arab Spring. They're all wearing that mask. That was designed by David. Um, he's a very he's a very brilliant artist. He's a very self-effacing man, and he set up this thing a little while ago called Aces Weekly um, to to attempt a different model for publishing. Um, he's very he's a bit of um, an evangelist for leaving print behind and, and embracing the digital. Um, and um, Aces Weekly um, commissioned a strip off myself and, and an amazingly um, talented Indonesian artist called Alpha Robbie, um, and it ran for Oh, ran for about eight months there, and it's been collected by a British company, slightly to David's annoyance because we're, we're putting it into a book and, and making it paper again. He's a bit annoyed about this. But, um, so he wrote us an, um, a very nice um, uh, forward to the book, but we're only allowed to use it in the digital copies. We can't use it uh, when it becomes print, <coughs> which is a shame because the print book looks great. Um, and it's also it's a revised and expanded edition, and we've got some new material put in it. And it, it's set. It's it's very much um, it's a time traveling um, uh, paradox and political um, parody set on the planet Sedulon, um, and it revolves around a character called Doc Hydrobus, who, uh, due to a freak accident with a wormhole generator, um, has uh, has a very very strange condition because um, every hour or two, um, his body splits into a crowd of his past and future selves. Um, and then another couple of hours, he absorbs all those selves, and a new he splits again, almost like an amoeba, but he splits into different people from along his sidelines. So he looks like a crowd of old and young people, all of whom seem to be identical. Um, and he um, finds himself uh, embroiled uh, in a, a, a massive um, internecine plot to... Um, uh, assassinate the, the ruler of Sedulon. Unfortunately, um, some, one of the um, uh, time travellers he comes into contact with has travelled all the way back from the future to stop this assassination because if the assassination goes ahead, um, then just about all life on this planet Sedulon will be wiped out. However, the, uh, the people attempting to assassinate him come from another alien planet, um, and if the, prime, uh, if the leader of the world here, prime candidate Colnady, lives, all life on their planet will be extinct. Uh, and he has to find a way um, to get them to work together to bring about a new future where neither planet faces extinction. And it's got in, in loads of twists and turns and all sorts of things you won't see coming um, right up until the very final page. Okay, so this, so let me get back. Doc Hydrovis, um <coughs> because of the uh, freak accident with the wormhole, am I got that right? Yep. Wormhole well, generator. occasionally split into a, a wormhole generator. Generator, sorry, uh, splits into his body, splits into a crowd of his past and future selves. But they come back together and then split again. Yes, he's not continually cre- not continually around. overpopulating the past. <laughs> no, no. So sometimes he needs a person, but sometimes it, it's almost like um, a deck of cards shuffling and reshuffling itself. Um, and this is a um, a very bizarre state because of this. He also sees a variety of futures um, because the future is yet to be formed. He's, um, he splits into past uh, future selves um, who live, come from different futures, so he sees different possibilities um, along the timeline. 
fantastic. And who? I've left you a bit speechless. You know, where'd it go? All right, I got to tell you something. The Mm -hmm. last time you were on, we were talking about two books Final Cut Mm -hmm. and Run to Ground. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I love you. You know, I love your work. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you that when I read Final Cut, there were times when I just couldn't, I I just couldn't eat. You know, I just couldn't. I was like, where the hell does he come up with this? What? Um, yeah, um, I think you know my poor wife. Cauldron? My my poor wife wonders this. You know, she's reading this book late at night in bed, and she looks across at her husband and thinks, "I married this man. I, I share a bed with him. <laughs> this is going through his mind." <laughs> the the um the the, the thing about um, the other book I'm plugging, Quiet Places. Um, however, mm-hmm. um, which is currently, it's it's only been out um, a week or so, and it's racking up um, five-star reviews all over the place, thank goodness, um, is that it's entirely bloodless. Um, that no one gets even so much as a paper cut. There is no violence, and there's no um, racy sexual content either. Um, it's mm-hmm. entirely atmospheric. Um, but... It's no less disturbing uh, because of this. Um, it's just got a very um, uh, creepy atmosphere. This is set in the wilds of the Scottish Highlands, um, and it's a it's a it's a cosmic horror, but it's also um, folk horror. So it's very much in the tradition of um, films like um, uh, The Wicker Man or um, The Blood on Satan's Claw from the 70s or um, Thomas Tessier's um, Harvest Home, um, and involves... Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so this is very much atmosphere, and the scares and, and the um, the upset are achieved in a completely different way. So I've branched out into a completely different type of spooky story. Um, so there is there is no blood in it whatsoever at all, it, but it's, um, it's nonetheless um, very, very, very uh, scary. Uh, set in the Scottish Highlands, uh, involves um, a couple transplanted from London um, who uh, the uh, partner, David, um, inherits land uh, and a title in this tiny little highland town, which is completely remote and cut off from the rest of civilization, called Dunballan. And Sally um, comes with him. And she was thinking, to, up until that point, the relationship was about to end and was utterly surprised to be invited to come and share this idyllic lifestyle. And at first she falls in love with the absolute stunning, breathtaking beauty um, of the Highlands. But after a while, the tiny um, parochial town feels very, very claustrophobic. And what's more, she's convinced that the people of the town have a very dark and sinister secret. And the secret is caught up in their their family history of David's um, family, the McCavendishes. Um, But it goes back even further than that. Um, It goes back to an ancient heresy um, that probably... Maybe even it, it's um, uh, some of the people who write about it claim predates um, humankind itself. Um, and David finds himself in the clutches of a very strange beast, the beast of Dunballan, which haunts the um, the ancient primeval forests, which lie just outside of um, Dunballan. Um, and the only person who can free him from the, the McCavendish family curse is Sally. Uh, and Sally is hearing strange and otherworldly voices coming from the undergrowth, and what they're telling her um, is quite unspeakable. Um, so, 
that's the basic pitch, and it's called quiet places. And it creeps okay, up quiet and places. very, very quietly. <laughs> yes, quiet places. I like it. Yeah. Okay, quiet places also is, is called a, no, a novella of cosmic folk horror. And, and let me be sure, people who are listening that already know you, and, and I mean, I've got a lot of people interested and that are listening to you tonight. People have already read Jasper Bart know this. If you don't, let me tell you, he makes no empty claims. If he says it'll oh, sneak good. up on you, he'll sneak up on you. You don't have to have a deadly um, so. Yes, so it, pa- it packs as much of a punch as the rest of my books, but as I say, there is no sex and there is no violence. Um, but yes, it it has quite. It builds to um, one of the biggest climaxes I think I've written. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> and so far, the reviews have been well, you know, wonderfully kind. <clears throat> you've had five star reviews on this, yeah. And um, so, where where does this term and I'm mixing cosmic and folk folk horror? That, that's a specific genre, and I think that's something that yeah, you're right. Seems to me, and I don't understand all the genre. I, I'm not educated on this, but folk horror, I guess that would go like in Thomas Trion, wouldn't it? That's right. Or that's right, yes. Tom, that's Children of the Corn or something like that. that those are yeah. perfect examples of it. Um, and the Wicker Man, of course, with, um, you know, with Edward Woodward. If, if you were telling us who was in uh, Quiet Quiet Places, uh, David McCavendish, you know, he's our, our main guy, and then mm-hmm. Sally, his lover, if you were to give us an image of, of actors that we know, that, that we could say, then think of this person in that position. Think of, what would they look like to us? Oh, it would probably be, his name suddenly escapes me, um, Colin Firth would probably be playing somebody <gasps> like David. Oh. Uh, I would think. <laughs> Sally would be probably a slightly younger Julie and Moore, I would say, or or even slightly younger Susan Sarandon, or perhaps um, uh, Kate Blanchett. She's um, she's intelligent. Um, she has a very very strong internal life. Um, she's a very independent, um, very very um, self sufficient person who hates being dependent. One of the things that um, that plagues their relationship is they spend a lot of time. Um, trying to prove that they don't need to be with each other, they choose to be with each other. But they, um, mm. uh, this unfortunately um, begins to have a bit of a wedge between them. And David is somewhat distant um, at times. Um, and uh, Sally, who spent her whole life trying not to be dependent upon anyone for any reason, and the whole psychology of, of her problems with relationships goes into quite this. She has quite um, uh, a troubled and difficult past, and that comes out over the course of the um, of the short novel. Um, uh, she comes to be more dependent on him than she wants, um, and what she has to face in terms of um, what he goes through on behalf of the town um, is is unspeakable for her. Um, and it's a it's a deep seated difficult thing. And I'm I'm not going to give um, anything away. Um, but it um, it starts with a bit of a with um, a bit of a bang and a mystery, um, and it's one of those books that that soon as you've unravelled one mystery, four more spring up. <laughs> um, by the time you get yeah, to the final revelation, 
some of the mysteries of the universe will be revealed to you. Um, oh, man, I better settle in for that. I'm going to see how many, <laughs> how many, um, how many, how many tubs of uh, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream I'm going to need to get through this. It's a, oh yeah, looking at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> although the joke on that this is totally aside, I know for a but we were in the grocery store yesterday. And my husband, and I saw that the the ice cream was buy one get one free. I said, well, I think oh, we should stock up a little more for the lean times. Yeah. He goes, honey, if we keep stocking up, there won't be any lean times, okay? I know it's a bad joke, but still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's my horror story. <laughs> but because uh, <laughs> I always say if I wake up and find out that, uh, you know, we're in World War Three with the North Koreans and the U.S., then what the hell, get back up and have – and you know, and have that dessert that I put in the back of the fridge because calories aren't going to matter where I'm going. They're all, it's all going to fry. All right. But well, reading you know, if, we, if we have to face horror, the apocalypse, then it's going to be good to yeah. be a bit fattened up, isn't it? To get through those slightly lean weeks. Better have it? some, yeah, high times and the end times. So um, I was looking at the book review earlier on pophorror.com. And I'm going to read a few excerpts of the belly. It says, Quiet Places. It's a delightful mix of folklore and psychological terror with a gripping story and convincing character. It is a fable that will leave an impression and make you think long after you read the last sentence. And then I go when he tells the story, but then as down to his last paragraph, he says, Quiet Places is a folk horror at its most cosmic and terrifying, blending folklore with psychological terror. It contains stories within stories, each one of which leads to revelations more fearful than the last, revelations that build to a soul-shattering climax that will haunt you relentlessly long after you have put down this book. And It's very lovely to say, isn't it? But that reminds me, too, of when I read Final Cut. You... It was like you had me looking over my shoulder at different things that didn't even have anything to do. But I'm thinking, but I'm, that, that that person's got to have something to do with it. I'm sure that cab driver's got something to do with this, you know. And uh, there were people who, you know, yeah, you never saw again. But I still kept thinking, I'm sure, I'm sure they're guilty. Of, they're complicit in this somehow, you know. And then some people thought, oh my God, I'm getting as suspicious as my mother of people with this. And this in in this book, you know. And I go, okay, they, they they haven't come back yet, but I'm sure they will. They're going to show up. Well, you don't see them, but they've got something to do. And then I'm thinking, dang, Jasper Bart, you just kind of, you just you just draw people into their stories. Oh well, thank you. That's so lovely of you to say. Um, and well, yeah, I spend a lot of hard work goes into that. I, as I'm sure you know, um, as an artist yourself, uh, it is one of those, um, you attempt to be like a swan, so you appear on the surface to be floating, gliding effortlessly across the surface of this lake, but you are, beneath it, there's not so much a pair of legs paddling, there's almost an iceberg worth of um, work oh. that, that you try and hide in order to appear to be so effortless. Um, but it's very kind of you to say that, yes, it does take a lot of effort um, and um, sometimes I'll, uh, in between drafts of sending them off to my editor, I'll almost rewrite the book again from scratch, um, starting from page one thinking, no, it's not good enough, and I'll start tinkering with it, and I'll keep seeing ways it could be so much better, and the prose could flow so much better, and the story could have mean so much more, and I'll, I'll write it, I'll add a third as much again, 
and rewrite almost every sentence, which, which happened with the final cut, um, uh, much to my editor's annoyance. Um, um, and again, with um, uh, Quiet Places, I, I, between drafts, I wrote it all over again, and my poor editor had to edit again from scratch. Um, but bless them, Crystal Lake Publishing are such lovely, lovely people that they just they just smiled sweetly, rolled up their sleeves, and got on with it again, and and didn't take out a hit on me. Although they probably would have been quite within their rights to. Crystal Lake Publishing, I, I'll tell you, it, it, I just think the world of them and all the people and Joe and Paula and everybody associated with them, um, and I have, and every author, everyone, everyone author that, that they publish always has the, the, such great things to say about them and you can tell yes. by the way especially the way they talk about their authors and their business so yeah and uh, Joe yeah, well, if you're out there you're listening to me we love you mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and you know I'm, you'll know yourself um, from having worked as a publicist publishing is not always the um, most upfront um, <clears throat> and squeaky clean business everybody who's worked in it for any length of time has a horror story um, but mm-hmm. every now and again, you come across uh, truly um, decent um, organisations, truly decent um, people working within the world of publishing who really restore your faith in the whole business. And Crystal Lake are definitely one of those publishers. Mm-hmm. So they, um, yeah. oh yeah, the, the things I see. Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. Try to make it look smooth on the top and, and underneath it's going crazy. And then and then mm-hmm. there's always somebody that can look around and say, well, my wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, cousin, neighbor, whatever, they figure your job looks pretty easy, so I don't have to um, hire you anymore. They can do it. And then never hear from them again. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. See how easy it was? <laughs> <sighs> yes. Not so. Not so. Well, yeah. And there was another um, another interview I wanted to read, uh, or just an excerpt uh, mm-hmm. about quiet places. However, uh, and this is from uh, S.J. Bud. Come and behold my dark world. And of course, Bud describes the book. But here's a um, here's something for. This is yet another great book from Crystal Lake Publishing, who are building up quite a reputation as publishers of great horror fiction. I read many of their titles, fiction and nonfiction, and they're all brilliant. But what stood out for me straight away was how original the book was. For a novella, it packs quite a punch. There's some pretty deep questions raised in here, which will leave you unsettled long after you've finished reading this book. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's a recurring thing for effect, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what lies beyond our world? Is there a part of us that is immortal, and where do we go when we die? And um, it goes on, it says, the story itself is told in a imaginative way where we are presented with a horrendous situation and then are taken back further and further through time to figure out what happened. I found Sally really relatable, an outsider who's never felt accepted anywhere or by anyone apart from David. He is her true home, which is why she will stop at nothing to save him by lifting the family curse. And I'm going to leave that alone except for something about a strange beast lurking around their remote cottage. And this is usually when the corgi step up to the bar thing, but never mind. But yes, there is a, a strange beast lurking, and that's always good. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think anyway, but, but... Oh, well, thank you for reading those out. And yes, and, and weren't, weren't they very lovely and kind? They're lovely, lovely things. Yeah. Considering what awful things I wrote in that book. Um, there, there are a couple of other things um, I, I'd like to plug, if, if that's at all possible. Um, because I, I've been super busy. Um, and um, uh, one of the other things that I'm, I've just launched this month is a new webcomic, um, which you can find at my website. Um, and it's, a, um, it's very much uh, it's a, a, like a little uh, monthly anthology. Um, so it's a different story um, each month. Um, and uh, it's in the horror tradition. And the, uh, the webcomic is called Fear Fix. And if you go to www.jasperbark.com forward slash fearfix. And it's, um, it's always excellent as a horror writer saying forward slash um, fearfix. Um, and um, the thing, thing about this is it's, it's very, very similar. It goes uh, to um, the great old, old-time horror radio um, uh, uh, stories um, such as um, Lights Out and Inner Sanctum um, and also... The EC horror comics that were massively influenced by that, and then the shows like um, Outer Limits and um, One Step Beyond, and of course the amazing Twilight Zone, which were influenced again by the horror comics, and then um, the later Warren horror comics, the black and white horror comics, that were very big in the 70s and 80s, um, and it's very like that. And like all of these things, it has a host, um, has a comic character who hosts each of the stories. But in this instance. Um, I am the comic character, so I appear in my own work as a sort of cross between um, Uncle Creepy and, and Rod Serling. So it's a dear old Uncle Jack. Um, and or it's a different story, a different chilling tale um, every month, um, and um, they're illustrated by some of the uh, most exciting uh, names in mainstream comics and some of the biggest um, upcoming names in independent comics. Um, so we've got some great stories lined up, and the first one is out. It's it's a deadly little tale of voodoo and revenge, um, and it's called A Bad Girl's Guide to Making a Killing. I, I got to tell you, I posted that, that, that image, that cartoon, the page, on, mm-hmm. uh, I think I paste, put, put it on a Twitter today and on something else as well. As well. I loved it. Uh, a bad girl's guide to making a killing. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, and uh, can can I read it? Can I read the front, the the picture? Okay, no, I yeah. won't. I'll, you have to go to it and look at it yourself. Okay. Yes. So uh, if you just um, yeah, type in um, Fear Fix or, or just go to my website jasperbark.com and and look for Fear Fix. It's up there in the um, the little navigation bar at the top. Um, and that's the first. <laughs> and every month there'll be a new story. It's going to be updated, and there'll be new insanity. <clears throat> Are these illustrated by Rob? Oh, Rob Moran? The wonderfully, amazingly talented Rob Moran is only one of the brilliantly talented artists um, that I have working on it. Um, And artists, um, again, from all over the world, um, from from the Philippines, from Indonesia, um, from uh, South America, from um, the States, from Britain, um, and even from over in Asia. Um, had an amazingly, uh, uh, tal- and also Europe too, an amazingly talented array of artists that I've been working with from all over the world. Um, got lots of stories um, lined up, and hopefully, fingers crossed, 
um, some big surprises. Uh, and I'm quite excited um, to unveil this because it's been a long time mm-hmm. in the planning stage. But, but now um, it's time to go public and turn mm-hmm. myself, yes, to oh, yeah. drop myself into my own hideous world and see if I survive it. You know, that's the thing I think I love, and that's what, and I think that also, with with your own talent and imagination and skill as a writer and creator of of all types of media works, whether it's you know it's the web, the videos, or uh, the written word, I think you and and like I said, combined with all of your skill and talent and your knowledge horizon, you've also got, or whether within that knowledge horizon, wonderful things like. The old shows of uh, X minus one, Inner Sanctum, Lights Out. Because I listen to those on the, um, I think I told you on the Radio Classics channel on XM, Sirius XM. Oh And wow, uh, yeah. X minus X minus one. You know they play those, uh, you know pretty much every day. And so my husband and I listen to them when we're in the car. Uh, but if I could just, if if you will, if you will indulge me just to read though this one, this one image here. It's got a picture of Jasper. Jasper's is in his in his tux and his his tail. He's got horns. He's got this big pointy tail up the uh, back of his um, I guess his tails of his coat uh, in a very Poe like uh, um, reminiscent of Edgar Allan Poe tomb. He's in a cemetery. Uh, skeleton up against it. He's, he's uh, holding on to a shovel as he's and he's in this in the moonlight and he says. <laughs> So, my anxious agony addicts, you're here for a quick fear fix, a little jolt of adrenaline to start your undead hearts. Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Jasper Bark, your ho- wait a minute, your horny-headed host for these forays into fear, and I have just the kind of creepiness you crave. Our first scare story is aimed squarely at our financially concerned female readers. I call this one A Bad Girl's Guide to Making a Killing. I mean, who could resist? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Did I read it in in the way that you had written it and the... In the, in the style I of the voice. You fan, I could not have done a better rendition <laughs> myself. Thank you so much. Yes, you could. No, you do much better. You know what? In, in the movie of my life, you'll have to play me in drag. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. Uh, I'll, I'll have to beat up Johnny Depp to get that part. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> in, interestingly or enough, okay. um, actually, a, li- a little while ago. Um, three or four years ago, I did a signing at um, a British store called Forbidden Planet, and and signings for authors are always hit and miss affairs because because sometimes you do sit around for ages while the the lovely manager of the shop makes you endless cups of coffee and tells you how many people they got last week for Stephen Fry, which makes you feel loads better when <laughs> the only person who comes up to you asks you just quite simply about a different book and if it's on discount. And I don't really write here, I'm just telling. But um, there was one time, so I was sitting here in Forbidden Planet feeling slightly unloved and a bit forlorn. Um, and this um, uh, little boy um, walked into the aisle, stopped, looked at me, and his jaw fell open and his face lit up and he pointed at me, all excited. It's you, he said. And I thought, well, this is interesting because I'm here signing adult books, but maybe it's a kid's <gasps> reader. And he, he ran off, got off his pen, and Mum, 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 look, 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 Mum, Mum, look what they've got, look what they've got. And he dragged his mum down, and he pointed me, look what they've got, look what they've got, Mum, look, they've got Frodo! <laughs> <clears throat> a 
And his mum had to very politely explain, no, this isn't Frodo Baggins from the film Lord of the Rings. He's actually a writer. Um, so I felt so bad for him, poor kid, that I actually signed a, um, a Lord of the Rings figure for him. Brian, lots of love from Frodo. So, yeah, so uh, maybe they'll get Elijah Wood to play it. I'm sure he'll need the work, yeah. And then he'll keep it up, you know. There was a um, there's, there's a there's a punk rock musician, uh, Cheetah Chrome. His his uh, band mm-hmm. was called the Dead Boys, and also Rocket from the Tomb, which sounds like a perfect oh, band yes. to play along to any event that where you're signing. Uh, Rocket from the Tombs uh, and Dead Boys, and uh, and Cheetah. The first time Cheetah was on on the on my podcast, he's talking about there was a video. Uh, or documentary made about CBGBs in the 70s, you know, the New mm. York club, and they focused on the Ramones, Blondie, and his band, the Dead Boys, because they were popular right, yeah. bands there. And the guy that played, um, the guy that played Cheetah, I can't remember his name, he plays Ron Weasley in, uh, in Harry Potter. <laughs> and he said, and he That's said, Rupert taken to dressing. Rupert Holmes, or no, Rupert, no, That's Grimley. Right. Rupert Grimley. And he said, I said, well, yeah. okay, yeah, so, it's, it's close. So Rupert <laughs> and said, now he said, yeah, he's taken to dressing like me, like how he dressed for me in that documentary all the time. So <laughs> could be somebody's flashback nightmare, be sort of like, uh, that could be, somebody could see him maybe with uh, Cheetah and think it was Sedulon. I mean, uh, Doc Hydrobus on Sedulon. He's split into his former self and future self. Maybe there's a story to be had there. If you have um, a rock star that maybe he's dying of a, of a um, of, uh, uh, maybe he's got like a terminal illness and um, he takes on his young protege, the guy who's playing him in a, in a biopic of his life. And secretly, he, uh, and this, the, the actor starts to dress like him and talk like him more and more and more. And secretly, perhaps... The, um, the rock star has made some secret pact with some infernal force to actually transfer his soul into his little protege's body when he goes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's just a premise for a story. Maybe, maybe actually that's what Cheetah could do with Rupert, whatever his face is. Or we Take could go ahead and copyright this right himself. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheetah. Cheetah Chrome. Yeah, so that's... Because I have so... Um, back on the story, though, uh, Paris Assassin... Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what Alpha Roby did, did the yes. uh, graphics of the art on this, Amazing right? Now, how did you and Alpha get together for this? Um, we actually met um, on LinkedIn. We we just he, um, met on LinkedIn and we began talking. And he said, "Oh, you're a writer. Do you want to go and look at some of my art?" Uh, and Alpha had been working a lot in manga, but he he rather wanted to get into. Uh, American European comics, and his style looks like a perfect cross between manga artists um, and you know, Marvel um, stroke DC artists. It's like a perfect middle ground yeah. between them. Um, and we began talking, um, and I um, I'd been writing some of the Doctor Who comic strip, um, and I had a plot left over um, that I really liked, and I, um, I didn't want to give it away at the time so I said well I've got this idea and I started to think right if I was to retell this in a more interesting way um, it's not a part of the Doctor Who universe what would I do and the story really took off then 
Um, and that's how um, Parasessing came about. And we shopped it around a little bit for various people. Um, Mark Miller um, had a, a, a magazine called Clint, um, which was very big. And uh, Clint gave birth to both Kick-Ass and also the Kingsmen. Um, we spoke to them um, about possibly doing it with them. But they unfortunately, this magazine went out of business. Uh, and Mark went off elsewhere and made loads of money doing something else. Um, and then um, I approached David. David was just setting up Aces Weekly, and it looked like a really exciting venture. Um, he had some amazingly talented other people. Um, we pitched the idea to him, and he said that would be great. We'd love to have it. So we were in, in um, Aces Weekly from uh, about the second issue onwards. Fantastic. That's such a great story. But so, cause, because, you know, I've told people, and, and I teach this in the webinar that I have on DIY publicity for authors and musicians, that if you use social media properly, you'd be amazed how much you can get out of it or the kind of connections you can make with people. Um, and, and you and Alpha will be made on, on LinkedIn. Hmm. I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot of great connections there, too. I've gotten my clients on major network affiliate TV shows and stuff just from connections there. So that's fantastic. If you just and start conversations. So, well, I, I think the key thing is not to um, – yeah. that people overlook that they, that they want – sort of almost sort of think they're on – they're trumpeting always continually about themselves, and they have to continually just talk about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. The key thing is, is to actually engage people uh, and start a conversation with them. Um, and it's a two-way thing. Show interest in them and what they're doing. And that will um, elicit interest in what you're doing. Exactamente, mi amigo. That's what I tell people. You can't be all me, 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 or you're, or you're like the, the girls or the people that used to stand at the door of department stores and spray perfume on you when you came in. You know, nobody likes mm. that. You know, nobody yeah. likes to be always pitched at. So, uh, yeah, yeah, engage in conversations and get to know people. Now, did you already know Alpha and his work? Or did he, obviously, you know, he had ideas for your work, but did you know him? No, I didn't. We we just met, um, and uh, he uh, added me as a connection, um, or requested because you have to request to hook up on LinkedIn. Um, <clears throat> I, I um, and we began a conversation. He said, "I'm an artist," and I said, "Oh, I love some of your stuff." And it turned out he was um, an exceptionally talented artist. Um, and um, obviously, as a comic writer, you're always looking for um, new, brilliantly talented um, artists because the better the people you work with, the better your collaborators. It's like being um, part of a band, you're always looking, you know, um, being as a musician, you're always looking for uh, other musicians of incredible talent to play along with. Um, and I'm always looking um, as a comic writer for other brilliant artists and illustrators um, to work with. And I'm, I've been incredibly lucky to work with some amazing people. Um, and Alpha is one of them. Mm -hmm. well, now, I noticed too on your credit and, and uh, and the information I saw have at the press release has the creators, Jasper Bark, writer, Alpha Roby, artist, and Bolt01 for letters. So you definitely credit the persons that Bolt01, one of the leading letterers in UK independent comics. But how do you go when you choose somebody for a letter or you hire somebody, what, kind of th what do you look for and what kind of direction do you give? Interestingly, um, if the person knows their job, it's it's like being part of a band. If a person shows you a knob, you just knows their job. Excuse me. You just say, look, it's in this beat, and I want you to play on the beat or off the beat. Uh, this is the rhythm. Off you go, and you start to play together, and you see if it sort of works. When you're looking for a letterer, you're looking for somebody um, who knows where to place word balloons 
um, so that your eye moves around the panel over the page extremely well, but doesn't um, put it over any important um, detail in the artwork that the reader has to see. Um, and also does um, can be quite imaginative with regards to how the um, the uh, text is presented because what the word balloon does uh, is it takes text and it turns it into a visual icon. So your brain, although it's reading text, processes it as a visual image. Um, and the best letterers get that and they make the letters um, somewhat visual. Um, and David, uh, Dave, who is actually who is Bolto one, um, there that that's his. Uh, nom de plume um, is a brilliantly talented and he he um, grew up reading comics um, and he's himself a publisher and he works with hundreds of different artists he works really quickly very very accurately and he always does a fabulous job and he really knows what to do and he, um, so you often have go-to people who can get a job done really quickly and get it done really really well and to the highest possible standard and Dave is always um one of those individuals. Concurrently, um, he's worked with me on a lot of different projects. He worked with me on the last graphic novel, Bloodfellas. Um, he's done some of the work. Um, he actually lettered the um, uh, the first webcomic I've got, and he's worked on a lot of different um, projects with me. And he's always been fabulous. Um, and he's even signed on to do the um, letters for um, Beyond Lovecraft, which is the graphic novel um, that I'm doing with Rob Moran. Uh, and again, we're very excited to be working with him. We've worked with him before, and he did a brilliant job then, and I've no doubt he'll do an excellent job um, on that project. And, um, oh, fantastic. Speaking as well of, um, we were talking about engaging and getting to know people and getting to know your audience being the best way to promote yourself. Um, one last little thing. I'm involved with in launching um, with a mind to actually um, getting much closer to the people who regularly read my work, uh, for which I'm incredibly grateful, is I'm actually setting up, um, I've just launched a Patreon page. And Patreon is a form of um, micro um, sponsorship. It's like a crowdfunding site uh, where people sign up um, and they agree to give you a little pledge um, either every month or per project. Um, and in return for that, um, you give them all kinds of perks. Um, and um, I've just launched a Patreon page just this week. Um, and so if you go to Patreon forward slash Jasper Bark, um, you can come across my page. And I can promise you I'm um, offering all kinds of rewards and tier levels for getting involved with my ongoing campaign that you won't find anywhere else. Um, and if you've ever spoken on social media, if you've ever read my work and you want to get a little bit closer, you want to pick apart the weird workings of my strange, um, albeit interesting, um, I would hope, mind, um, and the dark and, and macabre place that I'm trapped in permanently, um, come and mm. engage with me on Patreon. Uh, there's never been a better way um, to communicate, to get close, to share stuff. Um, and most of the perks I'm setting up are about setting up a two-way affair. Um, so there's opportunities um, for you for you to get involved with my work, but also for me to get involved with your work. And there are tier levels that will suit absolutely everybody um, who wants to engage on that level. So do please come and check me out on Patreon also. So that's, that's patreon.com forward slash Jasper Bark. Uh-huh. And if people go there and they uh, engage your page, then what kind of... Uh well, let's go visit it now, shall we? Do you mind? Have you mm -hmm. got a moment? That I, okay. Well, I've got as much time as you like. 
All right. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So, of course, it begins with a video from uh, Jasper Park. And if you've never seen one of his videos, just, well, get, go, go, go look at the video. Simply he gets very it's personal. Entertaining, still, yeah. He's it's a very entertaining posting, and you get to see me in a, in a variety of strange posts. I'll say nothing more, but just watch it. Um, yeah. yeah, and as um as I say, um I have um a, a regular writing surgery, which for a very very um uh, small amount, of getting involved with a campaign, uh, we can go on, and that that will be discussing a set a theme, um every single month, um we'll be there to chat about that particular theme, which is key. You'll get a chance to talk about your work, any things which come up, any things which are important with you. Other people within the surgery will be able to interact with you. And, of course, um, I'll be there to uh, moderate, to lead the discussion, and to give you the, the benefit of what I've learned um, about the particular theme nice. or topic. You can get um, advanced access to everything I write. So if you like what I do and you, you like to kind of um, keep an eye on what I'm getting up to, um, again, engaging at a slightly different um, tier you can there are three different tiers to access to just about everything that I do before anybody else apart from my editor sees it you'll you will get it weeks before um, anyone else sees it uh, so you really will um, uh, have the inside knowledge on what I do there is also um, uh, the ability to um, appear in my acknowledgments um, very keen as a writer lots of people even though it's a solitary craft get involved in um, helping bring a book to fruition. Um, uh, again, get involved with this, and I will um, say thank you for as long as you're involved with the campaign in every single thing I publish. You will mention their acknowledgements. If you go a little bit higher, I can even drop you occasionally. Um, it's always fun to drop my friends and associates um, into my work, and a lot of the characters of Power Work are named after people I know. Um, and uh, people have been lining up occasionally to, to suffer hideous fates um, in my work. Um, <laughs> again, if you'd like to be immortalized for all time in, in a dreadful story, um, uh, there I, is uh, room I to do, do that. I do, I do. And there's um, the ability to appear on my YouTube channel. Um, and I'll even, um, at, at certain levels, uh, get involved. Um, and again, if you're getting involved with my work, I'll get involved with your work, um, have a look at the things that you're writing, um, and give you tips. Everybody um, starting off in the business um, sometimes needs a bit of mentoring or a bit of help. Uh, I'm happy to offer that as well. So if any of those things sound interesting or exciting to you, if you like my work or like the sound of what I do, do go and check me out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Jasper Bark. Um, or just and go you offer and watch everything. my silly video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything from, <laughs> from from every level from one dollar up you offer, yeah. and uh, and that was wonderful, wonderful, very generous rewards for each level. So it's uh, oh, there's it's a certain a, amount of um, I would hope value. And again, it's about building a relationship with the people who get involved in it, and building a relationship with the people who like my work, which is one of the main reasons, um, which is what Patreon is such a good platform for doing. Um, and um, so, yeah, um, any um, interest you might show, any support you might want to give me, even if you just go on board and think, oh, Jasper isn't the idiot, but a lovable idiot, um, no! and I'll share his campaign. Nobody say that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you might after you watch the, video, no. the campaign video. 
no, they'll be enchanted. They'll be, they'll be yours. So I would well, say this, hope. You've got. <laughs> you've got. And and this is actually and this on. is the um. So I'm I'm actually announcing this. Um, this is almost like the grand premiere, um, saved especially for your show, so people can hear about it huh? and they can head over there right now if they want. Don't delay. Oh, Pledge really? Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I love to have an exclusive on here. And it gives me so much cred to have an exclusive from people like you and David Fish. It was just cool, uh, the cool people. And, no, well, well this, wow. you're one of the cool people. You see, this, this is, um, it, gives, it gives us yeah. equal cred to come on here and chat with you. And, am I the luckiest girl or what? So, okay, so go to the patreon.com and you know I will share everything on my social media. I am big on social media and I will share it so that you can go over to Jasper Bark's Patreon page and you see as I said, he's got every level, every tier from $1, $5 up and a very, very generous offerings and rewards for for being his patron. And so, okay, so your new things, you've got uh, Parasassin, uh, you've got Quiet Places, you've got a webcomic, Patreon, Jasper, I've got just one more thing to ask you before I can let you go. Mm -hmm. When are you coming to the States? Um, Oh, I'm not, my family and I, um, Last year, we planned a big um, trip because we, um, we're, we're totally, my wife and I, fascinated um, with the southern states. Um, and we kind of wanted to kind of do a bit of a road trip from um, uh, Louisiana um, all the way through to mm-hmm. Georgia, kind of going along. I, I believe they call it the, the Redneck Riviera. Um, <laughs> and I'm totally That's fascinated. Excuse me if I've just been completely inappropriate <laughs> um, in using that Not term. Um, um, <laughs> but um, it's, um, the I'm, southern I'm, states and the whole southern history fascinate both my wife and I um, and, and the wonderful culture and, and uh, so many of our favourite writers are southern gothic writers from Eudora Welty to Flannery O'Connor um, and we love um, hmm. uh, all of that wonderful literature and, and the culture um, and we've only ever been to the, um, the east side and the west side we've never actually explored the southern states so we are planning at some point a road trip. We were going to go last year, but unfortunately my um, my in-laws took ill, um, and so we had to cancel uh-huh. the trip at the last minute. But we are planning, hopefully, um, uh, may- maybe 2018, 2019, because my girls are getting quite old, and we've only got a few more big family holidays before my eldest goes off to college. Yeah. So, so <laughs> in the next couple of years, and um, you're you're a, a yeah. Georgia girl, aren't you? Yes, I'm born and raised in Atlanta. So, so there we go. So we or must at some point um, pop in and see. And you can meet my gorgeous family because um, I'm I, I married to an amazing woman and have got two incredibly um, fierce and very indomitable um, children. I would be um, delighted whom... to meet your family, to meet your wife and girls. <laughs> yes, and they certainly keep me on my toes, which is perhaps where I need to be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I may have told you this before, but yeah, I used to have a uh, in my in my band. I used to have one keyboard player that had a wife, and I think two or three daughters. And he says, "I'm the only guy. I live in a gynecocracy. You know, I'm never right. <laughs> I never win any votes. <laughs> I, uh, but we vote on yeah. something. Why bother?" 
Yeah, none of the none of the women I live with are pushovers either. Actually, they're all alpha. There's three alpha females, and I sometimes feel like a lion tamer inside a cage with three lionesses, <laughs> with no whip and no chair, just my charm <laughs> to help me out. So um, I'm often refereeing. <laughs> yeah, and um, oh, yeah, yes, you'll even, have to even my cats are um. Um, uh, are female. Actually, there's, I'm the only male presence anywhere in my household, unfortunately. And I'm sorry, who else is female? The the, the voice interrupted there. Uh, sorry, um, the the cats, uh, my two pets, oh, the cats, even my the cats, cats okay. are. Um, so yes, I live in an oh. entirely female household. I'm, I'm the only Y chromosome <laughs> okay. in a sea of X's. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you'll have to come to Atlanta, and. Uh, and yes, we I always heard the Redneck Riviera is Daytona Beach in Florida. That's what we call that. Ah, but right. I'll I'll give you all all the vernacular. Um, you know, you can go visit the tightest buckle in the Bible belt, you know, we'll show you along that, that way or uh yes, no, you're <laughs> not not inappropriate at all. Um uh, <laughs> Good. But I think you'd have a great time. I think you'd have a great time starting off in New Orleans. I think that's probably where you plan to begin. Don't know. Oh yes. <clears throat> but uh, we could set up your book signings along the way. Your your oh, readings wow. and signings. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that we could do that. Fantastic. Well, I like the idea of it. Well, Jasper, you've got so much going on, and I'm so grateful that. I don't know how you do it all, but that you do take time to come here to Madame Perry's salon, and I am so grateful to you for that. I really do appreciate it. Please, I think you're going to be back on my Halloween special, which is the 26th. I don't know if you're going to be on live or just send me a recording, but this, I think this is going to be the best, my best Halloween special ever. Wow, I'm looking ever. forward to it. But yes, I will definitely be there. All That's right. The 26th, Yay. It's got star Perfect. quality written all over it. Jasper Bark. Jasper, you know I always say too, everybody's got to swing. And uh, thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.